Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Toast to the Arts Show, where we celebrate books, music, visual, and the performing arts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Big Blend Radio's Toast to the Art Show. Today, we're chatting with keyboardist, bass player, songwriter, Neil Rosner, and he has just released his brand new album out. It is called Kentucky. And um, this really chronicles, I think it's what, over 12 years in of him living in Madisonville, Kentucky. Welcome, Neil. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Yes. It, so uh, 12 years? 12? Wait, correct. wait. So this was a residency in Madisonville, or was that that you were living there, or was it an artist residency? It was a it was a job change in my in my day job. I'm a, a doc. I'm a radiologist, and I had a change in. Um, I worked for many years in the southern suburbs of Chicago, and then I had a change in my group, and uh, they sent me to Madisonville, Kentucky. And at that time, that was in uh, the beginning of 2011, and at that time, I thought. You know, this is, I'm the biggest loser in the world. I got to go to Kentucky and it's horrible, blah, 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 blah. But um, it turned out it was probably a wonderful experience, um, spiritually, musically, financially, otherwise. Mm. It was just a, a wonderful time. Made some wonderful friends down there. Mm. Where is Madisonville? When I think about Kentucky, I mean, I know we go through it. You know, Nancy and I travel full time and we've definitely had our time in Kentucky. Um, but where, what would be the closest big city i mean is madisonville if, if you're big? driving madisonville is only 18 19,000 people um nice but um it um if you drive south parallel the indiana illinois border um route 41 uh it would become 63 and then 41 again then you drive to the southern end of indiana which is evansville which mm-hmm. is probably the right big, mm-hmm. biggest town Around. And um, then you go further south across the Ohio River, and uh, then another 55 minutes, and you're in Madisonville. So it's in Western yeah. Kentucky, all town in Western Kentucky. Yeah, I've been through there. Definitely have done that. Um, yeah, because we've done um, gone through Lexington, Louisville, too, and um, done a lot of central Kentucky. Obviously, the Bourbon Trail is really huge out there, right? But there's so much right. history in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, we just did a podcast on uh, Hal Moore and his wife, Julia Moore. Hal Moore is a very famous general um, from the during the Vietnam War, especially. Wow. He rescued a lot of men. And um, his wife helped with the army, the wives really going through when, you know, it used to be like if a taxi came to your door, you knew your husband got killed in combat. And it was a really cruel way for the wives to handle that. And so she really helped make huge changes. But he was based in Bardstown. That's where he was born. And um, we went to his museum. But we just, everyone, listen to the first Monday with uh, our in March uh, with uh, Mike Guardia. We do our military history show. But I think, you know, I want people to know there's so much more than bourbon in Kentucky. There's beautiful parks. 
Um, there's a lot of art. I think there's a quality of life that we sometimes, you know, every state has its problems. Um, but I think Kentucky does have a beautiful quality of life. Wouldn't you say from living there? Absolutely. Uh, it's small town. I mean, everybody knows your business, but everybody also helps if there's yeah. a problem. And uh, people are very, very friendly down there. Um, and, but, on the, but on the other hand, it's a, there's a Kentucky gun culture. Everybody's got a gun in Kentucky. So, <laughs> so it's, it's what it is, you know. But there's very little crime in small towns, very little crime. But, yeah, because um, everyone's got a gun. <laughs> Take well, you out. One, one of the first things I learned when I first came down there is this, you don't go to anywhere uninvited. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a good thing to do. But, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but we love it in Kentucky. We um, again, I grew up as a, I grew up as a um, a Jewish kid in uh, Chicago Rogers Park. Moved down to Kentucky. Um, there's no synagogues down there, but uh, we joined a very liberal Christian church down there. Um, first Christian church in Massville, Kentucky. Woman, a woman pastor, um, and I got baptized in the first Christian church in uh, let's see, uh, September thirteenth, twenty fifteen. Still remember it, and. You know, it's it's just a lovely people there. Um, and I've met a, a recording engineer down there, Steve Baker. And uh, we were able to, over the 12 years, uh, record a bunch of stuff. And um, it, it was very pleasant for me. Well, the, it feels very theatrical, this album, to me. Like, it could be part of, like, a solo play. You know, like oh. a one-man show going up and telling a life story. That's... I felt like I was in a theater listening to it, like a, in a personal kind of experience, kind of like a someone singing a biography in a way. And, well, thank and you it, so much. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. That's a good thing. <laughs> you know, I'd love that. Yeah, no, it really, it sounds like it. I, I, first thing I was like, well, it's not vaudeville and it's not burlesque. I'm not going there with you. I know there's a lot of spiritual parts of this, but also life events, uh, events that happen in the country. But these songs, you from what I understood, have been written over a few decades. So beyond Kentucky, like you were writing these before you moved to Kentucky? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, some of the oldest songs, I think the um, uh, the, the Radical was written, uh, you know, right now in 1974. And that was in response to the SLA, uh, had people kidnapped Patty Hearst, the SLA shootout in mm. Los Angeles. And that's and this is written from you know one of the terrorists, one of the woman, a woman, a woman terrorist point of view, and um, and it made an impression on me. So and then there's other things that was written um, in in twenty. I think the red and blue, which is about you know political um, political nastiness, and uh, my, and my <laughs> it hasn't and my, ended. And, and, <laughs> it hasn't ended, and also about the uh, you know my my disdain for social media. Uh, that was written after the first ele- after uh, 2016 after the um, you know after after, uh, after Trump won, um, and you know people love him or hate him, and it's just it's what it is. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, I think we've got into that that um, divide of love versus hate. It's like there's no in between now. It's 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 a very um, and and it's interesting being in Kentucky. We're actually <clears throat> when um, the whole thing of the Capitol got stormed day. In January, we were actually driving from Madison, Wisconsin, where we'd gone through a few snowstorms and I learned about shoveling snow, which I know you know about, you know, that from Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, we weren't far from you. Um, But that day we actually drove through like we started driving at like 
one in the morning or something through snow fog and had never experienced that. And everything was still lit up all these little towns, you know, and we did a bit of Illinois as well. And and it was just all twinkly lights and there, it was magical, but also like, uh Oh, but I, nothing compared, nothing compared. Well, even South of that. And um, we went through Champaign, Illinois area. Sure. Um, and uh, went to one of my favorite parks um, they have a beautiful, like a botanic garden and it's outside Champaign and it's the, it's a forest thing that's going, I've been there now twice, but I, I need to go and we're going to go in the spring again this year. I'm excited. Um, but outside there's this lake forest and it's just, I don't know, it's magical. And, you know, there was a covered bridge and snow and ice and everything, but it was sure. really magical, but we ended up in Kentucky and of course, we're listening to the news, NPR or whatever, and and we're hearing what's going on at the Capitol. We're like, holy cow, right? And we'd actually yeah. met a few people at a rest area. And I do believe it was Indiana now that I think of it. And they they were lost and ran out of money to get there to riot the Capitol. And I'm like, I ain't, I ain't paying you anything. Sorry, dude. And uh, we kept driving and I had friends calling where are you two? You know, because we travel full time. And they're like, where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, sure. we're in Kentucky somewhere. Get the heck out. I'm like, dude, no one's here. Like, we're, <laughs> we're hanging out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day where we are. It's warmer. Um, and it was just really odd because people absolutely freaked out that we were in Kentucky. And sure. we're looking around us going, there's absolutely nothing happening where we were. We were oh, in a rest not. area with gazebos that were like little gazebos and beautiful trees. And it was like a beautiful day and we're, and everybody's freaking out, but here we were in this little magical space. It's weird, isn't it? How that yeah. happens. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Kentucky is, is, you know, it's a deeply red state. However, comma, we have a uh, democratic governor, governor Bashir, who's the second term just won. And, um, He's a terrific guy. He got it through the, uh, he got it through the, um, you know, the pandemic, and uh, he's just a very good guy. And you know, it's mostly in Kentucky. It's uh, most everything is mostly Southern Baptist down there. Now, growing mm. up in Chicago, the only Baptists I met in Chicago were black. Southern Baptists are different. They're, right. they're, all, they're all white. You know, it's just a and uh, very conservative. But our little church is kind of an island of uh, of very liberal Christian thought. In a um, in a sea of very conservative Southern Baptists, and it's just, but it's very good people there. Um, a lot of people transferred over from the First Baptist Church to our church over some scandals that happened a years ago, and um, so it's it's, it's mm-hmm. good. It's, it gives me a warm feeling. Now, technically, I mean, if you do twenty three and Me, I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent Ashkenazi Jew. Wow. Now, and if you, uh, but if you, and then I got baptized in the uh, in First Christian Church. But then I had a terrible uh, situation. My my son passed away three years ago, and oh. uh, he had a bad cancer. He was thirty six years old, and uh, so now, I, you know, let's just say my my relationship with God right now is somewhat challenged. You know, mm. but um, but you know, I, I do love the people down there, and we actually maintain, even though we live in Chicago now, we rent an apartment down there, and we go we're going down there uh, I think March thirteenth for a week and see some people, and nice. I'm also going to play some music down there on June twenty ninth. Awesome. Um, oh, cool! So that's so I play music in Chicago with my band McLuhan, and I yeah. play uh, and I play um, music uh, in Kentucky every now and then too. 
Well, I was listening to your band um, today, and oh, cool. you guys are like a prog rock band, from what I've heard. Like, but it, to me, you guys have a lot of jazz going on in there, and you're playing bass mostly. I know that you play keyboards too, but you're mostly bass in the band, right? Or in the band, correct? I'm playing bass yeah. in the band. Our our friend Tom Toysha, he's the um, one of the original guys. We have three of the six original guys in the band, and um, he's playing uh, he's keyboards for us, and I'm playing bass. Um, and you know, and singing, and recently my wife Barbara has joined the band. And, uh, right, cool. She's, she's she's cool. She's uh, you know, does backup singing and uh, she's and a also former and, actor. and your album too. She's she's on your album Kentucky as well, right? Absolutely, and that's her face on the front of the album. Ah, know? there there she there she is. It's that's so cool that like, you're together. Yeah. Yes, it's cool. Well. She's a, it's kind of like an impressionist painting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, it was taken. Barb's daughter got married to a, a wealthy uh, Egypt to a, um, they're American, but their their families from Egypt, and so the uh, the the wedding was in Cairo, Egypt, and uh, and some of our friends they were a little bit tipsy and took a picture of the at the wedding, and the picture was blurry and motion out of focus. But uh, I thought it would great, be great for a painting, and we had a friend of ours. Uh, Skylar Mail, um, who's a young man, and he he did the uh, he took the photograph and made a painting out of it. And I, it's kind of retro, isn't it? The, yeah, the cover. I think yeah. it's kind of like French impressionistic, you know, kind of. Stuff yeah, that. well, that's I think also then when you listen to the album, like that's where I was going. Like it, it's it's cabaretish, cabaretish, but it's not. And then then you know what I mean. It just that's why I feel like it should be in a theater. Like you should be doing it as a you know a play and yeah. obviously having the musicians with you too and it's just kind of this it's like a storytelling you know album and it, it's something where you don't just play a song you you listen and, and listen to the words and what, what's what's happening and yes you definitely have a lot of spiritual you know um connection with it uh so and and i think you know everybody's different in their walk of life of spiritual spirituality and religion but i think people can appreciate it for that you know no matter what they believe in and i think there's you you manage it in a way where it's 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 open for everybody you know what i mean especially, to listen to i agree thank you i agree especially in one of the last songs um what is god seed of abraham that's you know basically is mean that we all we're all one and that mm. song was taken from a, a video we made. And you can look at that on, on YouTube as well. See uh, that Neil Rosner, what, what is God's seed of Abraham? And the first part of the interview of the video is we interviewed different people about their religion. Um, people that worked at the hospital that I worked at in Kentucky, uh, a Hindu, a Muslim, uh, a pagan, you know, Wiccan, uh, atheist, Protestant, Jew, and, and uh, concentrated more on the similarities than the differences. And then we have the that song as part of the video too, um, so it's uh, yes we are we are all one whether we like it or not. Yeah, well, you're Jewish and Christian, no matter how you look at it. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like you can't well, get can, past that. Well, right? I consider myself I consider myself both both yeah. and none. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, well, and it's okay to go through the complicated times because it's just another part of growth, right? No matter what, sure. like no matter where you land. It's part of growth and it makes you think. And I think it's important to think about these things too and, and how you yeah. feel, you know, and, and you're allowed to say, well, that sucks, especially losing, you know, a, a child is a very, really hard, hard thing. So I, I'm really, really sorry for your loss. That's not, it's just, yeah. it's, 
You can't. It's not easy. Period. No. It's just not. the only thing on the positive side from that. He left me two uh, two grandchildren, uh, uh-huh. Cole and Cole and David. And uh, I think Cole is nine, and David is six. And mm. Cole looks just like Brad, who's my son. And uh, mm. you know, so it's, it's both weird and comforting because when, mm. when I look at him, you know, he's. Uh, but it's almost like I'm starting over again. I'm raising my kid again. And of course, when I see him, I want I want to inadvertently call him Brad, you know. But <laughs> I try not to, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about the album with this, you know, you, I know you did this with Steve Baker, but it is in two parts, right? Then you say that it's the first part is plain and secular. And the second one is with peanut. And this is semi-religious, yeah. right? What, yes. what, what's with the pe- is the peanut is who, who, what is, I was, tell me about I peanut. Was like, like M&Ms. I was just trying to be cute. <laughs> nothing, okay. nothing deep, you know. I almost ate a packet of M&M's before you came on that had the peanuts in them because that's important. Uh, you know, when you're well, on the road, like we are like M&M's with peanuts, not without, you must have the peanuts because they're protein. If you're not allergic, you, you have, have to have the peanuts. Yeah. Because you're going to still chew and it gets you on the road. It, it's like a perfectly balanced meal. <laughs> just speaking of which i just had you know there's a lot of good restaurants here in palm desert where we are right now and yeah. uh, one of the restaurants we were at they had coleslaw with peanuts you know, said, oh oh man, perfect that's awesome you know yeah that that makes it more going into like an asian slaw then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. good to have almonds or mm. no peanuts are good peanuts mm. are good for you everybody <laughs> and hey, i gotta give a shout out one of our Friends runs the peanut patch in Yuma, Arizona. Now, I wish you were still in Palm Desert. Good rundown. Like, what's not, it's not far from you in Yuma, Arizona, the, the peanut patch. Check it out. They, they used to grow peanuts not far from where you are in Palm Desert. And then the white fly came because of the lettuce. And the lettuce apparently is a bigger, important, more, like more important industry. So they mm-hmm. stopped growing peanuts, but they keep, they're a little store going. It's like a little yeah. country store. And I think we, you know, so like Kentucky, that's part of life. Having those country stores where you don't see that very much like in Los Angeles and stuff, right? You know, no. in big cities. So small I don't town, know about small Chicago. Town, small town is different than, um, you know, than, than the urban areas. There's no doubt about it. I mean, first of all, politically, you know, the urban areas are all blue and so the rural areas are usually red. But um it's just it's different, and it's a. I like them both. Uh, I, I you know, like I say, I still maintain my relationships with my friends down in Kentucky. Um, and the album in Kentucky was it was payback for the for the love and the wonderful you know situation I had for twelve years down there. Mm. Um, you know, I'm yeah, I'm an older guy now, so I'm not my my group is not working at the the hospital anymore. But I still mm. maintain my friends down there, and we still members of the church, and um, you know, it's, mm. it's just yeah, our, our heart is there. And so and I Chicago, was getting... yeah, Go Chicago, ahead. being in Chicago, you're going back and forth, which is cool that you're connected and then reflecting back on this time in Kentucky, but you're also still performing. You're going to perform these songs from the album with your band up in Chicago, right? That's right also now part of we, have, we have not, we have not started uh, doing my songs with the band yet. We're doing the McLuhan songs and we do a lot of covers. We have some mm-hmm. terrific players in the band. We have a, the age range in the band is from 73 to 29 our trumpet nice. players at 20 from trumpet player 29 he's an absolute monster on trumpet then we have an older guy paul cone who's the uh woodwind guy he plays clarinet flute sax and he's fabulous too um and then we have a really good guitarist mitch marcus and a very good drummer new drummer luke meyer so 
they were really good. I'm in a situation though. I'm, you know, remember I've, I've, I've done well in my career and, um, I, I, I pay my pros, you know, I, I pay some of the people in the band are pros and I pay them to play out. So I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it just because for the sheer love of it. And also it's my antidepressant therapy, you know, mm. you know, it's one of the things that keeps me, uh, there's nothing like at any age you're playing in a bar. It doesn't matter how big the bar is or a club and you, people get applause They're into the music. And that's it. And, that, and they also just, there's a certain vibe when you're playing. Even before the, the applause, it just feels good. Like, like, like I'm driving a, a real fancy Ferrari. You know, the engine's under the hood, and it's, it's it feels just, it's just it's it's a good high. You know, I agree. I we we've done so many shows about music and creativity, art, books, writing. The arts is like the antidote to depression, I believe. You know, obviously spirituality too is connected. Nature, huge. Um, but the arts is is something that tells. I mean, definitely your album is the sounds of history, like the truth of the people, um, the truth of what's happening to the land, to the scene of the times. You know, versus you know, you can look up in newspapers and you can see where newspapers you know skewed things, as as you know who was paying what. I mean, now we have newspapers that are being paid off by politicians, so it's it's weird. It's really yeah. weird because they'll actually back politicians. It's not hidden. It's like, we're doing this. We're backing this politician. And I'm like, what? I thought you were supposed to be, you know, the, you know, we're, we're a talk show. We're a podcast. We can be opinionated, but I thought the press was the press, but apparently it's a little different. And then uh. some really strive not to be like that. So there's, I'm not trying to generalize but on the yeah i'd say 80 percent is a little 70 to 80 percent maybe is a little weird but when you look at music and the arts and books i think it tells the truth and at least emotionally gives a sense emotionally of of what has gone on in the world you know and, and that's gives, important and, and it gives a sense of questioning questioning you know and things are not always black and white um and uh you know, it helps you think about stuff. I, I, I totally agree. I, I don't like CNN. I don't like Fox. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I listen to uh, PBS. You know, WTTW yeah, yeah. in Chicago, and uh, you know, they get they get the good news from there. And I also, I, I look at the news on my phone. You know, that's that's what I do. You know. What, and if you get your news from social media, you're in so much trouble. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad you put in, you know, information on, on the curse, as you say, of social media um, in, in the album, too. But I think it is, you know, music can also change your direction to be positive, whether you have to work through something and have, you know, the negative emotions because you can't be positive all the time. It doesn't work. If we could smile all day long, our face just won't do it. But, you know, there's, um, you're allowed to be angry, you're allowed to be sad, you're allowed to have all these emotions, and music gets you through it, so you don't linger too long. And I think because it always has to go to the next beat, right? You can't just hang there for 10 years. You you have to go to the next beat at some point. That mm-hmm. music helps us physically and emotionally, soulfully, get to the next beat in our lives. But there's also, unfortunately, a dark side of music, too. Sure. Um, you know, there's a, back to Nazi Germany, there's a, the Horse Vessel song was a, you know, a song about, you know, killing Jews and this and that. And, then, and it was one of Nazi anthems. 
uh, in modern day, a lot of the a lot of the dark rap um, is encouraging violence and thuggery. Um, so it's mm. you know, and, and and also some of the there's like death metal bands and stuff. I don't find that inspirational at all, you know. But but most of the music I, I do like a lot. Um, I'm I'm into jazz. I'm into you know pop. I'm into in, and since I've been out in Kentucky, I love bluegrass. Bluegrass mm, is, I, I think, awesome. I'm not a big country fan of just regular country music, but bluegrass, for me, is like the authentic, you know, the authentic, um, the authentic thing. It's folk. So, it's folk. It's folk. It's, it's, that's the song of the people, you know, it's Americana and, and, and global too. I mean, even the banjo is African, you know, and then at the same time, we have all these Celtic and, you know, influences in there and it's kind of this melting pot of culture that comes through, you know, and you think about, people making their moonshine back in the day bourbon you know shine rye whiskey whatever you want to call it they were playing that out there by the light of the moon you know i mean come on there's something magical about the light of the moon and music and 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 making shine out there in the backwoods you know they were out there with snakes and stuff and whatever the weather was going come on you know they they took a risk and they're like well, I'll just take another sip, sing, and then they pray and move on. There's something cool about that. And and it is, it does feel romantic in, in that, like, ooh, magical, mysterious, there's, but you know it was hard work. There's tons of romance in Kentucky. Tons of romance in Kentucky. Um, you know, there's a wide variety. My um, When I worked at the at the hospital in, in Kentucky, which is Baptist Health Massville, Kentucky, uh, the CEO then was a guy named Burt Whitaker. And he's from Eastern Kentucky. That's almost that's, that's Appalachian stuff. That's really, really poor, poor, poor. Oldest of oldest of eleven kids, um, and you know, no out, no, no, fun, no running water, no toilet in the house. Um, and his first one went to college. Only one went to college. But he tells a story when he was, when he was younger. He uh, was out chopping wood with his younger brother, who was maybe the bird was maybe five. The younger brother was three, and uh, he cut off his younger brother's you know, tip, of, tip of one of his fingers. And his mama came out and took the uh, bird finger and put it in a carton of Lucky Strikes and buried the Lucky Strike in the finger. That's, you, can't, you can't make that stuff up. I mean, it's, 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 no, no, but I love that story. <laughs> but it's, but it's, also, it's also dirt poor out there, some of it. Is, um, but you were talking about the moon, the romance. There's a place by um, Cumberland Gap out there. And uh, yeah, they have something called the, the, uh, a moonbow. Uh, when the light shines on the on the water from the uh, from from the uh, river at Cumberland Gap, it creates a rainbow, a moonbow, mm. and the, uh, people come down for that. And that's pretty romantic too. But you know, but anyway. that, that's amazing what light can do. Like in Yosemite National Park, um, at I think it's Bridalvale Falls, and at a certain time of the year. There's just a certain point, and it looks like fire is happening at the waterfall, like oh, it's, so a, it's cool. on fire. So cool. And it's not; it's just this lighting that happens at a certain time, and you just have to catch it at that moment. And it's a big deal. People make treks to these places just for that lighting, you know. But it is—it's like the solar eclipse that's coming, you know. Yeah. And people are people are revving up for it, and and there'll be traffic jams across the country. Yes, they will. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> no, you didn't. We had in Massville, Kentucky. We had a about, about five, six years ago. We had a eclipse down there, and respecting thousands and thousands of people because we had we had you know 
total eclipse for a long time, you know, three, four minutes. And, um, but no one showed up. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that well, It's a small town. But I mean, 19,000 yeah. is like so nice, you know? That's like a perfect balance of, yeah, you're going to have gossip. The gossip like you're talking about. And people, if you don't have, if you don't give gossip, they're going to make it up. And that that is its own beauty, too, about small communities is oh, the sure. gossip channel. Come on. Who doesn't like a good gossip story? Come on. This whole Even thing, though we don't, don't like to admit it, yes, it's part, of, it's part of human nature. It really is. It's storytelling, and it's so fun. You know, it's, it's come on. It's like going back in, into high school days. You know, when we're at a certain age, we start reflecting back, and when you reconnect with your high school friends and whatever and all the shenanigans you did, there's like this naughtiness about it, you know? It's kind but, of this, but, oh, you know, so-and-so did this, you know, then we become naughty again. And I think it's the spirit of life is to have a good oh, gossip. Absolutely. And actually, there's a there's an art form. Storytelling, especially down south in Kentucky, is an art form. We have a, a friend of ours, a former mayor of Madisonville, Will Cox, and um, sometimes we, get, we have like, you know, fire in the, around the, the, the he lives in a farm, so we have an outdoor fire and sitting around the fire and you're drinking and telling stories. And this one guy, he's a uh, he's, I think he's an insurance agent by day, but he's got it down. He's, oh, Spencer Holly is his name. Yeah. Good guy. But he tells his stories and he's got the act down. It's like professional quality storytelling. And it's just, you know, it says stuff cracks you up and goes into your heart. And it's just good stuff. I like that. I, You know, it's because it is about human nature and that's the importance of history, you know, and that's where, you know, the arts does so good about, like I was saying earlier, like telling history because history is gossip. It is storytelling. It's about human lives. It's what people did, you know, good, bad and ugly and just amazing as well. You know, there's all these amazing stories that happen, you know, and um, I think it's interesting your subject matter all in one album you know you've got everything from shootings to religion to politics yet at the same time you want to sit down in the in a cocktail lounge and and have a performance of this that's really quite a quite a way to go you know to create it did you think that's what you wanted to do when you put the album together that it would be that kind of effect i know that's just me speaking from my opinion and and everybody takes in albums and music their own way and i don't like to um inflict my opinions on on that you know because i don't want to ruin it for how people listen you know but was there an intention when you put this album together of of how you wanted people to hear it the short answer is no. I mean, I just, I, I, I'd cool. love to say that I, I'd love to say that I, that I really plan things in depth, but many times I, I, just, I feel like, you know, I feel my musical stuff. I'm not really a trained musician. I mean, I can read music, but like at first grade level, but I hear stuff and sometimes, uh, and it just comes out and I know what I like and what I don't like and, and I can do it. So I, I think it's, I like to tell stories though. I mean, in, in, in most of my songs from one thing or another. I am going to try to tell you about, there's a new story I'm going to be putting out. Um, I'm going, probably going, I'm starting going to the studio um, in Chicago on uh, March 2nd. And um, a couple songs I'm going to do. One is a great story. It's a story about uh, uh, about a go-go dancer in New York City in the early 70s. It's called Chicklets because they call their chicklets. And uh, I'll, when, I, when, I, when I make a little prim, uh, primitive video, I'll send, it, I'll send it to you at uh, your email. I'll give me the link. 
And uh, I think you'll like that too. But uh, a lot of cool. telling stories. That's, you know, this, uh, that is it, storytelling. It's, and look, that's how we are about movies and Netflix and all of that, right? It's it's all about those those soulful stories. So, all right, so you have a gig coming up in Madisonville, right? So you're going to be playing there in Kentucky in June. Yes, and, uh, we, and, right? then, uh, and then in Chicago, we're playing um, with the band McLuhan um, uh, on the – on March ninth, Saturday night, March ninth, and that's in a north, northern, north, uh, northwestern suburb of Chicago called Crystal Lake, and we're playing there from eight to eleven, and um, and then I'm going to take a break after the March uh, between March and June. Um, I want to go to the studio and with the band, I start learning some some Neil Rosner songs in addition to the cover songs we do right now. Um, so that's what we're, that's my battle plan. Cool, lots going on. It's exciting, huh? Do you, how does it feel having an album out? Like, yay. Because great. you guys it have feels... it with your band, right? And so but this right. is your special baby. This is my special baby, yes. It feels good to be at my advanced age finally my finding my voice. <laughs> you know, it really feels good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's one of the things that makes me happy. And uh, and it's also a legacy, too. You know, after, after I'm long gone, you know, people will be listening to this stuff, and that's a good thing. That's how I feel when I listen to Gershwin. I mean, not, I'm not Gershwin by any means, but I feel like, you know, when you listen to somebody's music, you're communicating with their soul, I, I, I think, anyway. I am. Yeah. Well, you're telling stories, you know, and, and you're connecting people with what was happening in life and in life for you and life for the, you know, the nation itself, you know, and, and putting sense of place. I think that's also you know, cool about this conversation too. It's like mm-hmm. you can you go somewhere and and be part of it, you know, and you obviously did. I mean, even changing religions. <laughs> you yeah. know? You you became part of the place you were living in. It was and, it was almost it was almost impossible not to. It was just such a wonderful moving experience to be down there. And that's why I had to do the album because Kentucky Kentucky became a huge part of my life. And you know, like I said, thinking I was gonna be a loser going to Kentucky and then it was uh, it, it was a wonderful experience. Well, yeah, because if you don't give over mm. and become part of it, you're not going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm. You can still be who you are internally, right? You mm-hmm. you don't yes. you know you know you don't sell your soul to anybody or anything, right, or any place. But you can be part of it, and you have to make adjustments in life to make that happen. You alter beliefs because there's something different than what you had before. You know, that's what travel does. That's why we're on the road full time because we can't get enough of it. We're like, yep. we're like travel pigs. Like <laughs> everywhere you go, it's like you learn something new. You see something new. You meet new people that expand what you think you know. And there, I don't think we'll ever know anything really in the, at the end of the day because it's oh, always no. changing. You well, know, I like, I like travel, but my wife loves travel. Say hello, Good Barbara. Hi, Hi, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> and she's, well, that, uh... but travel is good. It's really good, and you get to hear the music of the places. Like you, you didn't think you about bluegrass much, right? Being in Chicago, and then you no. know you got well. You had you had you know some electric blues going on in Chicago. Chicago's blues scene, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then here you go to bluegrass, not far, you know, and. You weren't that far, honestly. Well, nothing's far to me anymore, so I should shut up about it. But 
but you know, being able to be part of the culture with with the music history, that's special. And there's to- wonderful musicians down in Kentucky. Uh, we, mm-hmm. if you listen to the album, uh, there the three of uh, three um, guitarists that played with Blasco France, who's a emerging blues artist. Um, then Alonzo Pennington, who's you know more generalized guitarist, including Western Kentucky thumb picking. Um, and they're just terrific. And I, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be able to play with these guys. As you listen, you know, listen to the album. There's some wonderful guitar work on there. And, That's um, cool. And so That's I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Now, with your band in Chicago, the Prog Rock, right? You guys yes. went. Am I right that you guys went way back um, historically? You're, you're kind oh, of absolutely. part of the annals of of Chicago music. The, the band was called McLuhan after um, the Canadian philosopher Marshall McLuhan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, we were all students at the University of Illinois at the Circle Campus, Chicago. And um, I lived next door to Paul, who was the, 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 the woodwind guy. And uh, they were coming. They they were in a show band, and they didn't like what they were doing. So Dave, the trumpet player, got together and wrote all these pieces and he was very comp they're very complex because you hear musical pieces. Um and uh, those four stuff to jump in and uh a record company, Brunswick Records, heard us um and uh recorded us. Brunswick was a uh R and B company. Uh mm. they did a they did a band called the Shy Lights, which is a oh I see her face everywhere I go on the streets or even then the C D O anyway, but they uh you know, they were we were going to be their their white crossover band. Um, we we're going to be like Rare Earth, you know, and um, mm-hmm. but we were oh, not yeah. funky. We were not funky. So they didn't really go anywhere then. But uh, it was interesting because it's a well produced album. Um, Bruce Swedeen was the engineer. Bruce Swedeen, uh, the R.I.P. just died recently. Um, he was also the engineer on Thriller. So it's got some really wow, really cool stuff on it. And now it's just over the last several years, it's. You know, it's, there's over a hundred thousand views of it on different sites on, uh, you know, on YouTube, and you mm-hmm. can look at YouTube called you know YouTube McLuhan Anomaly, and you can download it and share it and whatever. But it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and pe- then we got together, then broke up. You know, life happens. We sure. And um, uh, but, you- um, and, that, and then you got we got together with uh, several of the guys back in um, 2017, 2018. And we started playing out again. See now that, and then the catch up is good shenanigan. That's good gossip. See, we're back to the storytelling <laughs> and gossip, right? Yes, that's yes, the thing yes. when you reuniting is always interesting. And it's like, are you going to do that again? Even though it's been twenty years. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's who I am as a human being. You know. So everyone, uh, McLuhan, uh, you can go to McLuhan dot band um, for on the website to keep up with them there and. And dig into that history and, and what's happening now. Um, so check that out. And then also uh, keep up with Neil. Go to Facebook.com, Neil.Rosner. So it's N-E-A-L, and that's R-O-S-N-E-R. Although I know that you're really called the Roz, right? With a Z. Right. Awesome. Sometimes the Reverend Roz, sometimes Dr. Roz. Oh, the you know. Reverend Roz. Oh, he may <laughs> dunk you in the water. You go oh, to yeah. the Cumberland Gap and see if he brings you back up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it was a, it was a full dunk when I got baptized. I'll tell you that. Did you? Full dunk. You did. It wasn't a you did the whole thing. You went in. Yeah. They, yeah, they, it was put, nice. they it submerged. Was nice. It was nice huh. and warm, but I but I forgot I was supposed to exhale when I got under instead of inhaling. So I started coughing and stuff. Like it was it was it was a bit of a laugh, you know. 
that's wild though. You really did it. Like you, that goes like, you know, beyond, you know, the Baptist, like was it John the Baptist? We, we used to do that to people. We used to always throw buckets of water on people. Like if you're at the beach or whatever, I'm like, John the Baptist, you know, watch out. And then you throw a bucket of water on him, you know? Um, oh, sure. well, my, uh, and, my, and my wife was raised a Protestant and she, you know, a lot of the places she got sprinkled. That was their baptism. You know, it wasn't the, wasn't the, wasn't the big dunk. She didn't go you know? for the full dunk. It sounds like Dunkin' no. Donuts right now. We've got a good commercial going on, <laughs> but yeah, that's wild. Like going in the river, like doing, I've, I'm not, I, I've not done that. Right. But doing that and I've seen, you know, baptisms and always wondered like, what are people thinking when they're going in the river being baptized? Like, is your belief system so big that once you go under and come back out that you're, you're, you're changed from that? Like what is going on? I I'm sorry. I have to ask cause I've never well, done no, for it. Me, for me, always... it wasn't like that. For me, it was, first of all, it was a, it wasn't the river. We did a, it was in the baptismal font, which is nice and warm. Um, oh, that's and, uh, good. Yeah, and and for me it wasn't the spiritual part of me joining the church was just joining the church. This was just just like it was my initiation fee <laughs> to join the church. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I've never been much of a of a, of a of a believer, and then of course after my son's death, you know, I'm, I'm you know, yeah, I, I'm a little bit just more distance from it. But just the, I don't know, just the it's. It's a feeling of goodness I get when I go to this darn church. It's just a really good thing. This is what I keep thinking. This is this is what Christians ought to be, you know. And I, I, I really am pro church, pro pro uh, pro church. It's a his first Christian church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and the pastor is a uh, Kara Foster, and these are just wonderful people. I I think that's important. So many times you meet people like, I'm a Christian, you can, you can trust me, you know, kind of thing. And then, you know, they rip you off and it's people who have to tell you. And, and, and I think that in life, whether they say they're a Christian or not, like when they, you know, you know what I mean? It's like here, but they use that term and I've been ripped off a few times, like, and it's been specifically that and it, and it's been like, whoa, you know, but then I have a lot of friends who are very Christian and very um, practicing and believing and truly act that way. Kindness, um, you know, give their shirt off the back for a stranger people like true blue. And it, and I understand the Christian faith and belief, but I I think they're just these amazing people, you know, and I, I, whether we go to a higher power or not, I think it's a beautiful thing when people are truly kind and generous and, and generous, Absolutely. not like here, here's my bank account. I'm not talking about that. I mean, generous in that, you know, I have one loaf of bread. Let's all share it, you know, with whatever I have. And there are people out there like that. And, and when you do meet them, don't second guess it, um, appreciate it and try to be like that. You know, they inspire me to be better, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when you get a group and then it's practicing, and I think that's part of the role of church and, and meetings. Like, you know, I know mm-hmm. friends who are in AA, like if they don't have their meeting, it's, it's now a bumpy road again, but that keeps them going because it's a consistency and it's a fellowship that holds everybody accountable and holds everybody up. And if you fall or stumble, they're going to help you 
get back on your feet. It's like true community. And our country has been very divided, as you know, in, in what you sing about in your album. But also our family life is very spread out. People are living across the country and around the world. It's changed since I was a kid, you know, but I've always been traveling and everything. But like in the cultures I grew up in, in, in South Africa and Kenya and England, it, it's very um, communal. So I think it's there in suburbia American uh, America where people share play dates with kids and everything. But mm. I kind of feel like there's a disconnect and I'm hoping we go back to that. And when you find, and maybe it is find fellowship with church. Maybe it's not church. I don't know. But if you can find fellowship and work together and unite in that way, I think you can accomplish more in a positive light in life than not. You can't do it all on your own. Amen, sister. That's good. Yeah. All right. I'm not a preacher. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking that way. You know what I mean? I just yeah, kind yeah. of feel like, yeah, and that's part of the role of music. You know, if people feel lonely, music helps that, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think that's all a good role. But Neil, it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us here. Oh, thank you so much. And um, I, I'm very happy to do it. It's a nice yeah, way to end my vacation here in California. Yeah, well, enjoy the rest of your vacation. Every little second of Palm Desert and the sunshine and the wildflowers and margaritas and tacos. Are you allowed a margarita? Like are the margaritas and tacos are a must. You're in Mexican well, food paradise. Yeah. You know. But I lived in Kentucky for 12 years. I'm a bourbon guy. Ah, well, you've been, yeah. You could probably get that. You'll, they make good cocktails in Palm Springs. I know that yes. for a fact. Yeah, mm. they do. They do good, good, good cocktails. And, oh, man, did you go to Palm Springs at all to any of, they have, um, yeah. well, are we doing this on a Sunday? You probably missed it. They have all kinds of crazy brunches, drag queen brunches and all kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't, we didn't go there. We, but we, had, we went to a, a vintage car show uh, downtown in uh, Palm Springs. And uh, you know, just a lot, some million, just wonderful things with people down there. The whole Coachella Valley is just, is just wonderful down there. It is, it is. Now, are you going to have to put a sweater on to go back to Chicago or jacket, jacket, right? Yeah, jacket. <laughs> you know, gloves. Yeah, I learned that there's a difference between mitten and gloves. Like mittens don't work, gloves. Like we need gloves, real gloves. There's two different things. Oh. Au contraire, I think mittens are where it is at because you get your hands together and you keep your fingers warm. But sometimes gloves for me, at least for me anyway, because sometimes gloves, uh, you know, don't work. Don't gloves don't do it for me. For me, I'm a mitten guy. Huh? I don't know. I I just had these little woolen things that didn't work, and I thought those were mittens. Maybe I don't know the difference. Well, I think huh. for me, for me, technically the difference is the mittens you have you you got your thumb. And then the rest of your hand is all together. Okay. Oh. Whereas gloves, whereas gloves is individual fingers. And this way with oh. the mid, at least my definition, I can get my fingers keep warm. You know, the, whereas we got Oh, so- no, no. Okay. No, no, no. See, I thought gloves were when it was a solid, like you don't have holes in, like, you know, knitting, like a knitted. Sure, yeah. It's, it's not really protective. It's like a windbreaker versus a sweater. Ah. Right. So that was my difference. Huh. Now I got what you're saying. 
Yeah, I do like those. Like, especially if you have like a sheepskin on the inside, like with all the oh, yeah. fluffies. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We need that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that in the snow country and I'm stupid on that kind of stuff, but I've learned and, um, but I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not doing it again. I refuse. I'm sticking in the sunshine and I will visit your area in Chicago in the sunshine summery time. It's beautiful out there. You guys have amazing architecture and crazy traffic on Friday nights, but, um, Good music coming out of there, too. So everyone, again, Neil.Rosner on Facebook. The album, uh, Kentucky by Neil Rosner, is on Spotify. You can get it on Amazon. So you can get it as a CD is it, or is it all streaming for folks? It's all streaming. Yeah. All streaming. It's also on YouTube. So check it out there. Thank you so much, Neil. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. And goodbye. Have a good one. Bye. Big Blend Radio's Toast to the Art Show. Please keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com and keep up with Big Blend magazines at BlendRadioandTV.com.